Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. Well, hope you had a great Christmas. Welcome to The Rock of Gainesville. We're glad you guys are here today. If you're in the auditorium, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're watching online, we welcome you also to a fantastic time together. Christmas weekend. I hope you had a fantastic Christmas. If you had a great Christmas, say, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm glad. That means that uh, some of you did not have to uh, repent when you got that gift and you opened it up and said, what in the world is this? But then what you really said, just what I always wanted. And then you had to repent for lying because Revelation 21.8, you lie, you fry. So you had to make it right. So I hope you got everything that you wanted, had a great time, but specifically during this Christmas season, you had a wonderful time. Number one, come on now, celebrating Jesus. Number two, celebrating with family and friends and being able to be together during a very, very special time. So I hope you had a great, great, great Christmas, and it's a beautiful weekend. Thanks for being here. I know sometimes on weekends like this, people are out of town, but other people come in, so Regardless, we are certainly glad you're here at the Rock of Gainesville. Thank you, Pastor George and Pastor Suzanne, for the chance to share the word today. I really, really appreciate it. Here's what I'm going to do. I am going to wrap up our four-part series that we've been doing on The Greatest. Haven't you enjoyed that? Come on now. Everybody that's come on this platform. Yeah, go ahead and give it up for them. Really quick, quick, quick. Everybody that has come on the platform has done such a phenomenal job of sharing uh, from the topic, the greatest. We started off with my main man, Pastor Hector Gonzalez, and such a, did such a great job of Jesus, the greatest servant. And then we went to Pastor Jamie Chong Yu, who's coming back from the backstage, who again knocked it out of the park with Jesus, the greatest source. And then last week, wasn't it great having Pastor back on the platform? Man, a man, man, man. He did a phenomenal job, such an encouraging word of Jesus, the greatest Savior. So, now we are, here we are this week, and, and we, we, we have hit the bottom of the barrel. Come on, somebody. Like at the bottom rung of the totem pole. You know, listen, when you, when you bat clean up for a lineup like that, you kind of feel like a pork chop at a kosher wedding. It just, you know, it's a little, it's a little tough, you know. But we're, <laughs> we're going to do our best to not mess it up as we talk about this right here, the greatest season, the greatest season. Now here's how I want to unwrap that topic this morning, the greatest season. Literally, guys, we are in and wrapping up, so to speak, the greatest season probably in the history of man. I don't think there's been ever a time on the calendar of history that could compare to the Christmas season. Pastor Hector did a great job in one of our writings this week of saying it this way, Christmas changed the trajectory of humanity. Isn't that good? That is so good because you got to understand, there was a time in biblical culture where we were once not a people, but now because of Christmas, we are the people of God. And we were uh, a people without mercy in sin, lost and undone, but now because of Christmas, we have obtained mercy. Man, I just, come on, give Jesus praise for that. It changed the trajectory 
of humanity. And so we're in this great season, and, and you know as well as I do, it's an incredible season. It's a fun season. It's a, fun, it's a season of joy and a season of singing and a season of lights and a season of presence and a season of getting together. And it's a season of hot cocoa and cookies. Come on now. It's just a great, great, great season. And I know that every year Christmas is going to be that kind of season. But I also know this, seasons change. Seasons are going to change. That's why we have fall, winter, summer, and spring. Seasons are going to change. They're going to go from this one to that one, this one to that one. And so the season that we're in right now, again, it's a, it's a festive season. But I don't know what is going to happen in 2022. Isn't it crazy that we're standing here saying that? 2022. Did you ever think you would find yourself saying that? Man, I, I, I could say so much about that when I was a kid, just hoping I could see tomorrow. Come on, somebody. And now here we are, and we're, we're literally on the threshold of 2022. And so, so, you know, we're in this great season, and it's a lot of fun, and it's lights, camera, action, but something is probably going to come down the road, and I don't know what's going to happen in January or February, or March, or May, or July, or August, or September. Why? Because I, I don't know what's down the road, but I do know this, that the seasons are going to change. What's going to happen in 2022? Have no idea. So here's the question I'm going to set in front of you today. The seasons are definitely, it's not if or when, it's definitely going to change. Here's what I've got to ask myself. When that season changes. Is my life going to come to an abrupt halt or am I going to make it the greatest season of my life? Which one am I going to do? It's going to happen. It's going to come to an abrupt halt or, or it's going to roll on with Jesus now being King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's going to be one or the other because I know, like I said, not if but when that season is going to change. There are two words in the Greek language that denote time. And one you're very familiar with, I'm sure you may be familiar with both, but one I know you're familiar with, it's the word chronos. And it literally means a set or appointed period of time. January, February, March, April, May, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 24 hours in a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. We're real familiar with it, chronology chronological is where the word comes from. So we're familiar with that word. But there's another word in the Greek language, and again, you may have heard of it. It's the word kairos. And it's a meaning of the word literally is this. Here's the, here's the real fancy dictionary definition of the word kairos. Listen to this. You're going to love this. A time when conditions are right for the accomplishment of a crucial action. Isn't that good? It's a time when, every, when God, God lines everything up and puts everything in order so that during that season of your life, there is an accomplishment of something that you need to happen in your life. Let me read it one more time. A time when conditions are right for the accomplishment of a crucial action. Now, 
Some people define kairos this way. Here's how, and this is how I define it. Listen to me now. A season within a season. A season within a season. In other words, get this in your mind's eye. There is a season taking place, and that season can be really, really, really good. It can be exciting, full of lights, full of joy, or that season can be the cold winter wind of life blowing down the back of your neck. It can be one or the other, but even either one, I guess I should say, either one, there is a season within that season where God is at work, and He's working on your behalf. He's working for your favor. He's working for your benefit, and here's what He's doing. Let's go back to our long definition. In that crazy season that we're looking around saying, what in the world is going on? Within that season, God is setting up all the conditions so that they're right, so that He accomplishes His purpose in your life. Come on now. Come, yeah, go ahead. You can, don't be shy. He accomplishes his purposes in your life. And he does that, guys. I love this. He does that when we're sitting back and we're scratching our heads saying, where in the world did that come from? How did that happen? I didn't see that coming. And during that season, he's setting everything up for the accomplishment of his purposes. So again, the question I got to ask is, that season is coming, what are we going to do? Now, what I want to do in unpacking that this morning is this. I want to show you how regardless of the season of your life, you can make it your greatest season. And I want to give you some principles to be able to do that and teach you and I this morning what we need to do to make 2022. Go ahead and say it out loud. Say it like you had a bagel. From the mission. <laughs> How you can make 2022 your greatest season. I want to give you four principles to do that. Now, the, the scriptural backdrop that I want to use to be able to do that is actually an Old Testament scripture in Joshua chapter 1. And in a way, it's kind of like the Christmas season. Because remember this, in the Christmas season... We have the announcement of the birth of Jesus. We have the pronouncement of the Messiah of the world coming. Everything is great. We got shepherds on the hillside. We got wise men coming to Bethlehem. It's really, really, really good. Right after he was born, the season changed, and Rome was mad. The Sanhedrin were hot. The Pharisees and the Sadducees were trying to find this guy who's calling himself the Son of God didn't really go well. Well, in this Old Testament scripture I'm going to use as a backdrop this morning, the same thing takes place. Israel is in a great season. They literally, get this in your mind's eye, they literally are about to step in to their reward. They're about to cross over Jordan and go into the promised land. And so things are going really, really, really good. Well, guess what? Seasons changed. And the season changed by the death of Moses. Their leader died. Now, Pastor Ron, why are you showing us two examples, one of death, one of life? Here's why, because seasons change. We have the season of life. We also have the season of death. Seasons change. But, give me now, the seasons change. Season of life, seasons of death, seasons change. God's Word remains the same. Yes. Oh, man, you missed a good place to shout. 
God's Word remains the same. And so I want to show you, even out of an Old Testament Scripture, how when the seasons change, God's still taking really, really good care of you. Let's read it together. Here we go. Now, as I read this, I'm going to just kind of read it and go through it, but pay real close attention to the principles that are going to jump out at you and come right off the page because they are principles that will show you and I how to make 2022 our greatest season. So I'm going to kind of read it slow, so to speak, and I'm going to show you these principles. Here we go. Joshua chapter 1, verse 6. Be strong and courageous. Hey, hey, can I just stop two seconds and say sorry for the coffee? That sounds like an oxymoron, sorry for coffee. That doesn't go together, does it? I've, I've, I've been sick for a couple of weeks now, and it's messing with my throat, and this coffee feels really, really good on my throat. So go ahead and say, Pastor Ron, drink the coffee. Thank you. All right, let's get back to Joshua 1. Here we go. Behave yourself. Joshua chapter 1. Be strong and courageous. Watch it now. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. First principle, you will. Think about all the questions. The seasons change. Have you ever had a change of life in the seasons of your life? What happened? You start asking questions. Why? Where? When? What? You start asking questions. Well, that's what Israel was doing. And so God comes on the scene, speaks to Joshua, and brings a level of comfort to them that's really, really cool. Because here's what he says. Go ahead and think about the questions. I've got an answer for you. Ooh, man, can I say that again? Go ahead and think about the questions. God's got an answer for you. Mm, you and here's the answer. You will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Here it is, principle number one. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Obey God's word and don't go back and forth turning from it to the right or to the left. And here's what happens. Then you're going to be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law. I love this one right here. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it both day and night. Follow and obey God's word regardless of the seasons you're walking through, and you will not fail. Mm. And then, if you obey that word, you're going to be careful to do everything written in it, and you will be prosperous and successful regardless of the season. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. I love this one right here. Do not be afraid or discouraged regardless of the season you're going through. Here's why the Lord, your God, will go with you wherever you go. Man, I love that. And there are principles that we see automatically how to make 2022 our greatest season. So let's break them down real quick. Here we go. Write it down. Number one. Season, I'm sorry, principle number one. It's a great season right now, regardless of the circumstance. It's a great season to believe fearlessly. Season can have all kinds of things looking at you square in the eye, baby. The season can have all kinds of obstacles coming right down your road. What do I do? I believe fearlessly. Bring it on, devil. Come on, somebody. I'm going to believe. You know, one of the things, 
and I'm going to use you guys as an example if it's okay. One of the things that I have loved watching, sitting back in the backstage and watching Pastor George and Pastor Suzanne as they have walked through this season of life is how they have believed God's Word fearlessly. It hasn't always been easy. But I, I listened to Pastor just a few weeks ago standing right where I'm standing and how he talked about how he, de- listen to me now, he declared he is the healed of the Lord. Well, Dr. Badia says, well, Pastor Brantley, here's your report. It's okay. I am the healed of the Lord. Dr. Zingara says, well, Mr. Brantley, here's what the paperwork says and the tests say, it's okay. I'm all right. I am. Come on, somebody. I am the healed of the Lord. Man, I love that. And it's been so encouraging to me. You want to know why? Because I've had to stand back and ask myself the question, could I do that? Could I do that? Could I have that level of fearless belief? And the answer is, I don't know. I want to say that I'm a mighty man of faith and say, oh, yeah. I don't know. But they've been such an encouragement and such a testimony to me to give me instruction as to how to understand when that season changes, I need to believe fearlessly. Because here's what i got to understand, guys. I can go from happy season hey, Pastor George is feeling pretty good. Then he walks into a doctor's office and says, here's the diagnosis. He goes from happy season to tough season. But he determined within himself, and they determined within himself as a couple, I'm going to make this a great season because I am the healed of the Lord. And let me tell you something, guys. 2022 is coming down the road. Season changes are coming down the road. Am I going to be able to stand there and look in the mirror at myself and say, wow, didn't see that coming, but I am a child of God, and I'm going to be just fine? Well, two of you agree with me. I got that from Pastor. Come on, put your hands together and say, thank you, Jesus. Look at this, Joshua chapter 1, verse 6, be strong and courageous, and I've already kind of made mention of this, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land. Again, guys, stop and think. I, I, I kind of got a, a feeling like they, they didn't see this coming, and now all of a sudden their leader is dead, and they're standing on the threshold of walking into Canaan and walking into their promise. There's got to be question after question after question God shows up on the scene and brings the answer to the question and says, you will lead these people to inherit the land. Now, apparently, Joshua was a pretty competent guy or he would not have been in the position he was in. So he was pretty strong in his level of self-confidence. And you know what? I don't have any problem with self-confidence. You're going to hear me preach, teach, and speak of self-confidence all the time. I want to be able to believe in myself, number one, listen to me now, because I know who I am in God. I know who I am in Jesus, so I want to believe strongly in myself and have plenty of self-confidence. Get the principle right here. Here we go. Self-confidence is no greater than self, but God-confidence, which is called faith, is as big as God. And upon his shoulders... There shall be no end. Come on, somebody. There shall be no end. You know what, guys? 2022 is coming down the road, 
and I don't know what's going to happen. The seasons are going to change, but I do know this. I want to be so confident in God's plan that when it changes, I'm not disappointed. Why? Because I know God's still God. He is a sovereign God. He's not only in control, he's in charge. So if the season changes, I'm not disappointed because I'm trusting my God. Number two, man, you guys are fun to preach to today. Come on, somebody. <laughs> not going to be disappointed. Number two, write it down. I love this one right here. It is a, the seasons are going to change, but you make this your greatest season. Here's why. It's a great season. I love this, to live intentionally. Man, live life on purpose. Live life on purpose. Get up in the morning and put your feet on the floor and act like you know what you're doing. You'll fool a lot of people. But put your feet on the floor and do what you know, what I know I am supposed to do, and do it on purpose and live intentionally. Sociologists have deemed the time that we're living in, listen to this, this decade that we're living in, this season that we're living in, they've deemed this the season of aimless drift. Now think about that for just a second. When you think about the day that we're living in, it's a pretty good illustration and definition because here's where we are. We hear this voice and we think, I, I, I kind of want to try that. I, I think that makes sense. Maybe, maybe they're right. And then we hear another voice and say, well, you know what? That kind of makes sense too. Maybe I should line up with that camp for just a little while. And then you hear another opinion and you think, well, man, I never thought about it that way. So that makes sense. Maybe I should go down that road, the season of aimless drift. Now, listen, guys, listen to Pastor Ron. Do not live your life in 2022 that way. Here's what the Bible says. The footsteps of the righteous are ordered of God. You got, you got order in your life. You got order in your life. You don't have confusion. Your life is not a debacle. Your life is not all over the place. You have order in your life. So Understand that your footsteps are ordered of the Lord. Live intentionally. Look at Joshua chapter 1, verse 2. Here we go. Moses, my servant, is dead. Surprise. Didn't see that coming. But look at what he goes on to say. This is God speaking to Joshua. Now then, you and all these people, look at this. I love this. Get ready. You hear the planning in that statement? Get ready. Plan it out. Get some order to your life. Get a pattern to your life. Intentionally put some things together so that you can cross over the Jordan River into the land that I am about to give them to the Israelites. Get ready. Live intentionally. Live life on purpose. Now, come on. How many of you are like Pastor Ron? You do not like surprises. It's not an altar call. You can raise your hand. Don't like surprises. I, I, don't, I, don't like surpri I don't like any kind of surprise. And I try, I, I fail miserably, really, but I try to live my life to where, because come on, let's be honest, we know surprises are going to come, right? It's going to happen. But I try to live my life in such a way where I'm living intentionally so that when a surprise comes, I'm, I, I've got an answer for it. I, 
semi-prepared, at least, I can respond to it. So I just don't like surprises. I, I remember when I turned 50. Now, I guess that's kind of a, a landmark birthday, right? I'm way past that today, and that's all we're going to say about that. But I remember when I turned 50, I don't like, I don't like birthday parties. I don't like surprises. So I told Barbara, I said, do not plan a surprise birthday party for me. She said, I won't do it. Revelation 19.8, you lie, you fry. <laughs> so I asked her a number of times as it kind of got closer and closer to my birthday, are you planning a surprise birthday party for me? She said, no, I'm not. So it got a little closer, and I asked again, are you, still, are you planning a surprise birthday party for me? She said, no, I'm, I'm not planning one. <laughs> so it came time for my birthday. So we got in the car with some friends and went over to somebody's house, and all of a sudden we're pulling up to this house, and I'm looking at the house, and there's all kinds of cars around this house, and I'm thinking, rut row. We get to the door, and I said, did you, after all of this, did you plan a surprise birthday party for me? She said, no, but Blake did. <laughs> Man, she got me, baby. I don't like surprises, and I don't want to live my life that way. Hey, let me give you the formula for attentional living, because the question that's on your mind might be, how, Pastor Ron, do I live intentionally? In 2022, here's the formula for intentional living. Write it down. Number one, it begins with inspiration. I'm inspired. I want to see 2022 be my greatest season. That's really the core of my drive in my heart. So it starts with inspiration. Number two, it goes to conviction because I can only be inspired for so long. I've got to have something to fall back on. It's called the reliability of God's word. And I know that I can live by my convictions based in God's word. And then it goes to action. I got to get up and do something. You know, I got to get up and move. I got to get up and, and if I can say it this way, make something happen or allow something to happen. And then it goes to determination. I'm determined to see it come about. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to throw in the towel. I'm not going to call it a day. I'm going to be determined. And when that happens, that equals mission accomplished. It starts with inspiration, goes to conviction, it leads to my actions, and then I am determined to see it come about, and that equals mission accomplished. Listen to me, guys. Rather than react to the waves of life, and the waves of life are coming, they're going to beat against the sides of your life ship. Rather than react to the waves of life, ride those waves with deliberate intention. We've talked a lot about reacting and responding. You know what, Jesus, if anybody had the right to react, it was Jesus. He was lied about. He didn't react. He was falsely accused. He didn't react. He was, he was questioned. He didn't react. He got down and he wrote down in the sand, woman, where are your accusers? He didn't react. He was 
convicted of a false crime in the mockery of a nighttime trial. He didn't react. He was spit on. He didn't react. A cross bar was put on his back, told him to carry up Villa Dolorosa to his own crucifixion hill. He didn't react, always responded. And he said this, greater love hath no man. Come on, somebody. That was his response. So listen, guys, rather than react to the ways of life, that'll get you in trouble. That reaction will get you in trouble. Rather than react to the ways of life, ride those things. I don't know why I'm doing this. I know nothing about surfing. (laughs) You know, those kind of things, I I, I don't know anything about surfing. I'm not aerodynamically built for surfing. Come on. (laughs) We went skiing. I know what you're laughing at because you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Barbara and I went snow skiing one time with Pastor George and Pastor Suzanne. Guys, it was embarrassing. I mean, I am Big Bird on stilts, baby. Come on. And it was, it was embarrassing. And I'm, I'm trying to ski. And the whole time, I, and I, listen, I was, <laughs> I don't know if I should say this. I, you know, I'm, I'm going down a hill with Barbara and Pastor Suzanne, and I'm snow plowing the whole way. And all these little kids were flying by me. I never, to, I never wanted to, mm. I'm not going to say it. We got a cop around here somewhere. They were flying by me. And, and you know what, Mr. Clint, come on, let's be real. They call Snow skiing, a sport. Snowboarding, a sport. You get on two slick sticks and you slide down ice. Try not to. Go uphill. Now there's your sport. (laughs) Ride those ways of life. They're coming your way, man. Ride them with deliberate intention. Here we go. i got to hurry up. You guys are just pulling it out of me today, and I love you for it. Number three, write it down. 2022 is coming. Make it your greatest season. Here's how. It's a great season to associate strategically. This, This could be, based on the season that we're living in, my favorite one. Because as I said a moment ago, there are voices everywhere. There's opinions everywhere. So the question I continually ask myself every day is, what am I listening to? Who's speaking into my life? What am I allowing into my life as opposed to saying, no, you ain't taking ground right here, baby. That false heresy is not coming into the Hyatt household. I'm going to believe God and his word alone. You're not getting in here. So i got to ask myself, who and what am I associating with? Now, I I know I talked about this, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. I think I talked about it last time I ministered just about a month ago. I've been teaching this principle forever and ever and ever, and I will continue to do so. It is the principle of corporate destiny. You have a destiny that you are to fulfill. You're not getting there by yourself. God is going to put somebody in your life to help you get to that destiny. He's gonna put multiple people in your life to get to that destiny. And you know what you need? You know what I need 
to get to my destiny, man, I need the encouragers. I need the encouragers. I need the motivators. I need the people that'll help me stay on track. But you know what else I need? I need the man or the woman or the friend or the brother or the sister that's not afraid to speak correction into my life. I need that too. And by putting that circle of friends into my life, I reach my destiny. Look at John, I'm sorry, Joshua chapter one. Associate strategically, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Here it is. Don't turn from it to the right or to the left. Center in, focus in, zero in, that you may be successful wherever you go. The ability to make this time of my life a great season because I associate strategically and I stay on track. Look at Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. I love this in the Message Bible. Here we go. Become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. <laughs> Man, if I want wisdom in my life, I surround myself with wise people. If I want to stay on track, I surround myself with people that will help me stay on track. Now, you know as well as I do, look at it again, be wise by walking with the wise, hang out with fools. May have one or two in our life sometime. Come on, somebody. I'm not throwing stones. I'm just telling the truth. Hey, Job, one of the righteous, most righteous men in history, he had around him all the time what I call Job's comforters. Why are you going through this, Job? Why don't you just curse God and die? And every once in a while, we'll get people in our lives that are like what I call Job's comforters. They say, why are you putting up with that? Why don't you quit? Did you listen to the language I just said? Why don't you quit? Why don't you give up? Why are you listening to them? Job's comforters, we got them all in our life. But this is what I love about Noah. Write the principle down. Here we go. Noah did not stop building the ark to explain himself to every doubter. He kept building and let the rain speak for itself. Man, don't stop being effective in what God has called you to be effective in because you got to convince somebody that's not going to listen to you anyway. You don't have to convince that doubter. All I have to do is just keep on keeping on and be faithful with what God has called me to do and let His power in your life speak for itself. Mm. Live in such a way that you associate strategically. Last one, write it down and I'm done. I've enjoyed being with you guys today. Number four, write it down. It is a great season to commit passionately. Commit with passion, man. Don't be up and down. The zeal of the Lord has consumed you. You are like a tree planted by the rivers of living water and you shall not be moved. You are steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for you know that your labor is not in vain. So do not give up, do not quit, but be passionate about what God has called you to do. Look at Joshua chapter one, verse eight. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. 
meditated on it. Look at now, here we go. Meditate on it when? Both day and night. Night and day. Day and night. Why? So that you may be careful to do everything within it. And then regardless of the season, you will be prosperous in every season of your life. Why? God's Word never returns void. It never returns empty. It never returns dry. The promises of God are what? Say it out loud. Say it like you had something. They are yes and amen. Now let me say something, and now I'm really almost done. Let me change your focus for just a second. Because this season that you and I are about to walk into, regardless of what it looks like, this season may or may not be about us. The season that you're walking through that you need to commit passionately to may be a season that God is taking you through to have an impact, an evangelistic, a discipleship, a life-changing impact on somebody else's life. This season may not be about you. It could partially be about you. You know, again, Pastor Suzanne, forgive me, I'm going to use you guys as an example. Think, all of us think about the number of people that they have impacted as a result of their season. Hey, how much has our faith grown because of what they've been walking through? Say yes! <laughs> Man, of course it was about them. But it was also about the Rock of Gainesville. It was also about the kingdom of God. It's also about a testimony that regardless of the season, God's not going to leave you high and dry. So it's not just about you or me. Here's the principle you got to get, write it down. Somebody somewhere is depending on you doing what God has called you to do. Season's not about you. It's not about me. It is to a degree, let's, let's be honest. But somebody somewhere is, hey, listen to me now, not putting pressure on you, it's just honest. Somebody somewhere is eyeballing you. They got their eyes on you. They know what you're walking through. They know what you're facing. They know the season that you're having to deal with. They know the fight that you're in. And here's what they're saying. If she can make it, if he can make it, I can make it. So it may not be about you. Somebody somewhere is depending on you to do what God has called you to do. Okay, let's, let's bring all this to one central easy point to remember. How do I make 2022 my greatest season? Here it is right here. Jesus spoke it clearly in John 14. Jesus said, if you want your greatest season, let this be the foundation of your life. Remember, I am the way, 
I am the truth and I am the life. Regardless of the season, I'm your way through that season. I am the truth that helps you see clearly in that season and I am the life that will build a foundation for you to build on in that season. So simply put, if you wanna take everything I said this morning and remember that, you're about to walk into your greatest season. Come on, give Jesus praise. So, my greatest season, your greatest season is gonna happen with a real simple principle that we've been talking about for four weeks. Here it is. When I follow Christ's example as the greatest servant, and when I keep him as my greatest source, and I remember that he is my greatest savior, I will live in my greatest season. Go ahead, I can tell you want to. Put your hands together and give Jesus praise. Bow your heads with me. Father, I thank you today for this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful group of people that comes together on such an important season of the year. And I thank you, Lord, that as we've been able to distribute and impart the word, that you have the ability to help us to receive the revelation we need to not just from something that was said, but something that was imparted into our lives because of the anointing that rests on your word. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that we have the sure foundation of knowing that yes, seasons will change, summer, winter, spring, and autumn, they, it's gonna happen. But I also know that what also is going to happen is that you will never leave us or forsake us. And so we thank you, Lord, that as we stand on the threshold of 2022, we also stand on the understanding that we're about to walk into a season within a season. And that season is going to bring praise, glory, and honor to our Lord. And Father, I pray over anyone in this building this morning that needs to change the season of their life. The season of their life has been dark. It's been hurtful. It's been painful. It's been outside of the plan of God because you have not been made Lord of their life. And so I pray for that man, that woman, that student right now in Jesus' name. And I speak encouragement over them, Lord, and say that even if that's been the season of their life, it does not have to remain the season of their life. And by simply asking Jesus to come into their heart, they can take that season of darkness and change it to a season of light. And that's what I pray and who I pray for right now in Jesus' name. Nobody's looking around just for a second. You're here, your head's bowed, your eyes are closed, Christians are praying. And I just want to ask you, you're here this morning, you're saying, Pastor Ron, that has been my season, what you refer to, a season of hurt, a season of pain, a season of darkness, a season of confusion, a season of rebellion. 
but I need to change that season and I want to do it because I want right now to ask Jesus to become Lord of my life. And by doing so, God's Word says you're going to walk into your greatest season because those old things of that dark season will be passed away and all the newness of Christ will enter in. So if you're here today and you say, Pastor Ron, that's, that's been my season. I want to change it and walk into my greatest season. Would you pray for me right now and help me to see my seasons change? Put your hand up right where you are. Yes, yes, yes. Anybody else join these three or four? You're gonna make this your, yes, I see that. Thank you very, very much. You can put that down. I'm gonna make this my greatest season been a season of hurt. It's becoming a season of joy because Jesus is coming into your life. Okay, here's what we're going to do. The Bible is makes it so clear. Jesus has made it so easy. It's real clear. We pray. We confess with our mouth. We believe in our heart that Jesus is going to forgive us of our sins and change our season. And we make that declaration and he becomes our Savior and our Lord. So everybody in the room is going to pray out loud and if you raise your hands today, you pray along with us and just believe it. Just believe it in your heart and watch what God is going to do for you. Come on, everybody in the room, let's pray together. Father, right now, I come to you and I make an honest confession that the season of my life has been led and driven by my own desires. And I failed. And now I need to change that season. And I do it by accepting you as my Savior. I do it by accepting you to become the Lord of my life. And I believe right now that you died, you rose again, so that I could have life and have it more abundantly and have the best season I've ever had in my life. So Jesus, I repent and I accept you now to be my Savior. And I thank you for the upcoming great season I'm going to enjoy. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. amen. Come on, put your hands together and give him praise today. Amen, 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 amen. Well, if I don't see you before next weekend, have a safe, happy new year. Let's get back together and celebrate Jesus as 2022 comes down the road, okay? All right, love you guys bunches. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.